All right. I I want to answer a few questions. Does it answer question? I want to talk about a few topics that you guys have give, given me to talk about. I really appreciate it. Um, all the feedback. Uh, I, I appreciate that people are listening to this too. Like I'm that's I, it's surprised because in my head I have an internal monologue going all day long and I hate listening to I hate, I hate listening to me. So it's amazing that anybody else. But I get it. it. Probably helps you. You probably hate your own internal monologue too. And you're like, if I have Kyle's stupid going through my head, then it occupies and it keeps me from hearing my own stupid. And at least I get to listen how stupid he is and laugh and think, at least I'm not that stupid, which is, I'm pretty stupid. I mean, here's an example of how stupid I am. I, I caught the vid. I got the, I got the vid. So how'd that work out for me? And I'm vaccinated. So some, of course, going to tell me that it didn't work, but I swear to God, I didn't even know that I had the vid. I mean, I didn't, I got a little stuffy nose, maybe. I don't even know if you call it stuffy. I feel so fine like uh so i think maybe the vaccine's working like that like making it not so bad i've had friends that had it really rough really rough some we i got one friend that is more than one actually now i think about it that ain't with us no more uh as a result of the vid and uh the covid should i just call it covid it sounds i, I thought maybe it was kind of cute once but keeping calling it the vid really seems at any rate <laughs> Let me go on. Um, oh, my God. Don't you hate that? Um, God, I hate that. I wish I could remove that from my vocabulary. If I didn't have the word um in my vocabulary, I bet I would sound a lot smarter, you know. But anyways, um, <laughs> yeah, some people have asked me how I got into art. And I wanted to answer how I got into art. I uh, At six years old. I drew a Daffy Duck. Was it Daffy? Was it the one in Disney, right? No, no, the other. Donald. I drew a Donald Duck. Uh, with the hat and all that stuff. And people liked it. Does that mean people liked it? Well, the teachers liked it, you know. Teachers seemed to like it. Some of the kids liked it, you know. People told me. They lied to me. And told me it looked just like the Daffy Duck cartoon. Like, I could start cartooning for him right now. And I thought, right on. Honestly, though, I've kind of felt like, cool, I did that. You're right. It never needs to be better. It wasn't until I looked at it when I was like, I don't know, 10 or 13. And I seen that image come across. My mom had saved it. And I was like, oh, my gosh, look at this. This is the thing that made me want to, you know, be involved in art classes. Is this awesome Daff, Daff, Donald Duck I did, but. It didn't look like Donald Duck. It did not look like... It looked like, you know, a kid's version of Donald... I remembered, like, a ribbon coming off of his hat or something like that, I think, or that little tail thing that he had. And I got a couple of the elements right, but it was, you know, definitely not the spot-on image that I thought I had drawn. <laughs> like, uh, if you watch... Remember that art um, drawn thing where you draw a pirate or a cricket face or something like that? And they showed you how to, like... I felt like I, you know, nailed it. Like, like some, like if I had turned that in or if I took that test at six years old, people would have been like, wow, this kid's... He's a genius. But I didn't, I didn't really do a lot with art. Art was always... Uh, I, it, was, it was a bit of an escape, I guess. But I'd rather play with my G.I. Joes. That's all I, I wanted to play with my G.I. Joes. And I, well, I wanted to play with one of my G.I. Joes. 
I don't know. Might have been a little little gay or something, I guess, because I only wanted one. Maybe I was rubbing his little plastic butt too much or something. <laughs> I, no, I always I would give away after I would have like one favorite. I'd be like, "This is my favorite GI Joe," and I don't give a fuck about any of the others. And Nathan, that's my brother. Have it. It was like, and I felt like, I don't know. I felt like it was worthless then. You know, so like, why even have it in my possession? It didn't even work. It didn't even like deserve to be, because I could fight with my brother's GI Joe guys. Anyways, I can use them to fight with them. I just needed one dude to be like, that's my dude. He's got a cool mask. I always wanted the, um, the, you know, the ninja face one, whatever that guy's name was, should be on the tip of my tongue, but it's not. Storm Shadow, Silent Guy. It wasn't Storm Shadow. It wasn't as Nemesis. Why? And I apologize, but this is probably going to bother me. Snake Eyes! Alright. So, Snake Eyes. Yeah, I had Snake Eyes. I, I always wanted Snake Eyes, by, but like he was uh, hard to get. You couldn't get Snake Eyes. So I had Barbecue. And I acted like he was Snake Eyes. <laughs> Just in a different outfit. The guy, the flamethrower dude. Because he had a mask on, so I thought it was even up. Oh, man, I apologize for getting off topic. Uh, a topic of art, right? I, well, we're talking about art. You know, I, I ended up tattooing a kid whose uncle designed or made G.I. Joe, like uh, Ben Dubay, I believe was his uncle's name. And he, he made the G.I. Joe for those guys, but he did it work for hire, which means, you know, you give me a contract, I give you a product, it's yours. You own it all rights. I have no claims over it whatsoever. That is not my intellectual thought. Even if it was my intellectual thought. You follow me? It's the same thing that I turned over to Ink Masters and why if you look at their coloring book the Victorian girl that Nunez hated so much because of her high forehead and that guy was a fucking retard. <laughs> that pisses me off because he's like her figure high, her hair is so damn high on her head. It's just, and you're like, you, I mean, how do you argue with someone who's judging you, right? How do you argue with that guy and, and when he's being stupid and still maintain his respect? I know some people can do it. I'm not saying like it's impossible. I can't. <laughs> how do I? I guess that's why I should say. How, do, how should I? Because Victorian women used to actually shave their hairline up to give them a higher, rounder forehead. This being lost on the guy. Truth be told, I think I just did a high forehead because I seen images of Victorian people in my head. I seen the one in my head, and it had a high forehead. I never researched this, so I guess I couldn't have really been like, well, dumbass Nunez, but I don't know if you know this, but they used to like egg-shaped heads. I mean, if you look at any of the queens of back in the day, you're like, what the fuck is wrong with her hairline, right? Well, that, that was in my head. It was like Queen Elizabeth or Queen some Francis. You know, one of them fuckers. You've seen images. We had to study them in art class. You know, you had to study all this Renaissance stuff. So you see these, these high forehead women and he starts beating up. Wow, Kyle. You, uh, let me ask you a question, Kyle. Who cares? Um, I'm going to move on. Probably actually more people care about that than my other thoughts on art is how I felt about Nunez. Uh, but he was a bit of an idiot in his judgments. You all see how it is. But I just, at any rate. Moving on. 
Art was awesome for me. I loved art. <laughs> I didn't... I just did decent in art classes. I never gave a fuck to really draw. I know there's probably somebody sitting at home like, if I had your talent, I would draw every day. Well, motherfucker, if you wanted my talent, you would draw every day. I'm just really, really fucking good at it. Like, I... It's just really easy for me. I don't know what stops people from doing it. I can learn some things quicker than others. Really, is uh, I shouldn't like. To, it, I'm not saying like that's. I, I'm. I barely succeed at being a human being. But some things, I have an observation of things, the fine things, the finesse of things, that allows me to learn them quicker than other people. And I think that's all it was with art. See, a lot of people just give up. If you want to be a better artist, stop giving up. Draw it until it is ugly. <laughs> you know what I mean? If it's starting to look ugly, keep going. Keep striving for it. Keep trying to make it. It's going to get better. I promise. I, I you guarantee you. As you keep working at it, you know, applying a couple of the techniques you, you should know if you're trying to be an artist. A little bit of shading, a little bit of line work or whatnot, you know. Cross-hatching, how, how to round out objects with cross-hatching. As you work through that, it's going to get better. And then at one point, it's gonna, you're going to go too far and you fucked it right up. That's that's my, So I, I used to just keep going until I'd fuck it up. A lot of people get to something that they like and it's a little bit nice and they want to stop there because they're scared of fuck. Fuck it up. Who cares? Fuck it up. Better fuck up that than the skin later on. Like learn your mistakes. I learn quickly because I make a lot of mistakes. Is that really? That's probably what I should have led with instead of all the highfalutin, grandiose and arrogant sounding speech about how I learn things quickly. I just make a lot of mistakes quick. I'm not scared to run headfirst into a fucking brick wall. And then be like, oh, that hurt. And then I oh, well, there's a door. I'm going to go through the door next time. You know, most people would, like, feel around and be like, oh, I think this is a brick wall. Maybe there's a hole somewhere. I'll look for it. <laughs> um, so if you want to be a better artist, I'm going to tell you that. Stop giving up. Uh, everybody can. Betty Edwards will teach you that. And if you want to be an artist as well, read Betty Edwards' books. Bern Hogarth. Betty Edwards, two names to know and follow on the Twitters. They're very active. I think they're both dead, actually. Betty Edwards might still be alive, but she's an old lady now. Advanced, uh, or drawing on the right side of the brain and advanced color theory. And Bern Hogarth did the dynamic series. He did dynamic figure drawing, dynamic wrinkles, dynamic blah, 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 dynamic heads, but... It, and his reading his text is he's he's pretty old. I mean he's gone. It's old shit. So like a lot of it don't make sense when you're reading it. But then if you read it and correspond it with some of the figures that he's drawn, it does start to make sense. And even though they're not anatomically right, the way he draws them gives him the ability to put any imaginary figure in motion, which I do not necessarily possess, uh, but he does. And studying it. He, if I wanted to, I would, because I would make a lot of mistakes. And, uh, man, I almost want to just edit that part out. Like, don't talk about your weaknesses. You ever about to get in a fight with somebody? Uh, this is what this is what you should do, besides a couple of things. You know, first, number one, put your hands up, right? And open palm. 
And uh, I'm not, I shouldn't say number one, really, because this is aside from what I was getting at. Basically, what you should do is try and engage them in a conversation. Ask them why they're so eager to fight you and try and find out if they have a fighting past. Yeah. What are you, boxer? Fucking wrestler? This is what you can say when you're circling around somebody, you know, or looking for the e- egress. Because why take a punch ever? Uh, but then, the, yeah, man, a fucking boxer. Oh, yeah, you fucking pussy. What, you had to quit? You ain't good enough. Well, now he's going to want to respond. No, nah, man, I got fucking injury. He's like, yeah, which fuck you? Oh, you hurt your tibia or something? And he's like, no, nah, my meniscus. Oh, I'm going to kick him right in his knee. <laughs> right? Uh, I don't know if meniscus is even in the knee. ACL, whatever. You're going to fucking identify their weaknesses. So I probably shouldn't have started with mine, I guess. Uh, I, I can't draw any figure from my mind in motion myself. I have to draw blobs until they start to make sense. And then I work backwards from the blob using Bern Hogarth's figures, cause that, or uh, his, his um, shapes. And then I'm like, well, what shape should this be here? Now this got the blob in the motion that I want. What shape should this be here? Bern Hogarth is responsible for um, Spawn and your ideas of Spider-Man. The movie Spider-Man even uses the theories of Bern, because they went kind of from... Um, it was they liked McFarland's ideas of a twisting, spinning kind of legs everywhere uh, Spider-Man. I shouldn't say legs everywhere because that implies eight, but just in motion and movement. And they liked that. And, uh, you know, that was Todd McFarlane, the, who also owns the baseball that Jose Canseco hit or Don Mattingly. Completely not needed information, huh? Anyways, Todd McFarlane also brought you Spawn. And he did Batman. He, he did uh, he did Spider-Man in this awesome way that the rest of comics followed for a while, uh, or tried to be, be. You know, and it's really become part of our. Like he he's kind of the new. Um, I won't call him Frank Miller, uh, but I would call him Jack Kirby. He's kind of like he was like he 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 was like Jack Kirby. After him, there was a different shift in the way comics were drawn. They they were able to go a bit more cartoony or a bit more abstract whereas before they were trying to get more and more close to like lifelike and then this went back to being a stylized kind of like cell shaded is this getting boring yet kind of like cell shaded video games candy told me talk what's on your mind and uh, don't don't feel bad about talking for a long time i keep trying to make these things short and sweet and she said don't so I apologize. I'm not editing myself, and I'm not uh, I'm not I'm not you know doing retakes really on these on this. <laughs> so I'm just going off stupid when I should be telling you about my involvement with art. Kyle, get to the point. All right. So six years old, draw a duck. People like it. I I just then my mom put me in art classes. You know, in the church, they're offering some. She paid like 25 bucks for or something like that, which was a lot of money to us and probably was a lot more back then anyways. I don't even know if it was that much. I know that they bought a couple of books for me about perspective, and uh, we got to sit down with a girl at the at the church, and she showed you how to draw. It was cool. Uh, and I still didn't know. The hardest thing for me has always been what to draw. I, I don't, I mean, I want it to be, important you know or it, that's my problem almost and it's so important i i know that i'd never be able to think of it <laughs> i'm too simple and it's not important you know when when you try and think draw something that's broadly important 
some people are really good at it, like Banksy's. Wow. I mean, that seems to be thought, a lot of thought in it. Like, I don't know how he thinks through the medium to convey a message. You know what I mean? That's why when I ask people for input into their tattoos, I, I ask for those three things. You know, I want the the direction, or excuse me, the emotional direction. I want the subject, and I want a style that you like. Uh, but Banksy seems to just, he doesn't need that. <laughs> you know what I mean? He just does it, right? It's beautiful. That, that kind of level of creation is beautiful. Um, you know, we're all artists. I kind of have that belief. And some of it is just bad. <laughs> and, uh, and it's not about art necessarily so much. It's like, okay, we go on through classes after classes after classes of art. We get to elementary. I shouldn't say classes after classes. Interest. And so that would be, we. I would get to do classes. We didn't have a TV growing up. My dad threw our TV out. I think it probably broke before he threw it out. And he's like, I don't have the money to replace it. Fuck that. And I think we were given the TV also the original one um but we didn't have a tv uh so like i always just wanted to watch movies people would come and kids would come into school and they talk about the latest movie oh my god that sound they just sounded so awesome and you were there was no chance of you going to see it. We went to try to see Star Wars, I remember, once. And we ended it. The line was too long. My dad was like, fuck that. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't swear. But he was like, nah, we're not standing in that line. It's crazy. And we went and seen uh, Song of the South, that Br'er Rabbit. I liked it. My brother was so disappointed. I liked it because it had a couple of cartoons. It was pretty boring and not nearly as cool as Star Wars. But uh, I didn't really understand, I think, that there was a trade-off, that I wasn't going to see Star Wars still. But we didn't. Might have been sold out, man. Star Wars is one of those things. Check it out. Here's what happened. Star Wars, we went crazy for. Rightfully, wrongfully, I don't know. It was a good storyline, really. The first two. Jeez. Great, right? So Star Wars, everybody goes crazy for. And then... They want to have something like that they can share with their children. That awesomeness. And so comes a, a well-written uh, movie and uh, with the Harry Potters. Little, little Harry Potters. And they go fanatical about it, right? Just like we did with Star Wars. And, and the, the money, the enterprise that is uh, Harry Potter, that is just the toy industry, that is entertainment, and all these things wrapped together. They were like, yes, look it, let's monopolize we missed out a little bit last time let's fucking go all in now let's push it and so they took the fandom to another level right and, and aided because the parents like myself we remembered star wars and we were like that was awesome let's do that let's give that to our kids and then uh twilight came out <laughs> now bear with me uh which sucked i don't know i couldn't get past 20 minutes of it i actually turned it off i was like i can't watch people walk past each other with a blue screen filter on and and then just in slow motion you know like is that they they love each other for love at first sight i'll understand later you know what no i won't <laughs> i'm not i don't have that much time to invest in this shit i'm a terrible terrible movie goer i expect you um i expect too much but i couldn't watch twilight but it went fanatical and maybe not deservedly so it's it's decent, but I think more it had 
the novels behind it so they so people could read ahead and they knew and that became a thing you notice how people liked that about game of thrones too kind of already knew what it was and then they'd be like oh it didn't follow the book the book was actually better let me help you out with something books are always better because they're internalized listen if you want to really make a comparison and try and apples to apples the comparison of books to movies then i want you to go ahead and read two hours of a book and then watch two hours of the same movie one's going to be way more entertaining because it's going to be finished. You know, you're going to, yeah, one's going to be like, I was in it. Well, yeah, because you're reading it, it's in it, but it's also moving so slow, you know? And not that that's a problem. I don't, I'm not saying, you know, if you like to read books, and I like to read books, I just don't, maybe I don't, I guess I don't like it too much, huh? <laughs> I, um, but that's, I guess because my analogy has always been that. It's like, hey, I ain't got that kind of time, man. Yeah, it would be better for me. I get it. Cool. Uh, <laughs> Just, just I'll wait till the movie comes out. But that fandom that uh, we gave, that we we instilled in our children, that went on to Twilight. As they grew, because they were now at the same age, those children are no longer Harry Potter watching age. Not that they wouldn't still watch Harry Potter, but now they're imagining romantic romantic ideas, and, and you know they're they're moving into preteens and teens. So all their hormones are going, and Twilight spoke to them because they already had that fandom in them, you know. And then, of course, from that, we a couple years later they were watching the Fifty Shades of Grey, and all with the same stupid, like the same, like I'll wait in line, <laughs> I'll camp out here. That's, <laughs> um, maybe it ain't stupid. I shouldn't say stupid. Now listen, see how much I'm like my dad though. <laughs> I'm like I ain't fucking waiting in that Harry Potter line. And he was like, fuck that Star Wars shit. <laughs> uh, art, I love movies. Because, because I never got them. You know what I mean? So it built up this desire. I never got to really watch them. When E.T. came out, I didn't get to watch E.T. When Star Wars came out, I didn't get to watch Star Wars. Um, some movies people are surprised when they find out that I've never watched. Because I, I do even know a lot about them. Because I would be so interested that I would read up on the actors, the directors, even later on in life. And uh, actually, by the time I was into directors and paying attention to directors, I was able to watch movies. I wasn't able to choose those movies. So even after we got TV, um, we didn't have cable. And so uh, and we, you know, there wasn't really like video stores. So I was just watching whatever could come on, uh, you know, the cheap channels. Which, you know, still watched a lot of good movies. They would put old, it just had, you had to watch commercials and it was some old ass shit, you know. But they had some good old movies. Uh, that's how I watched Citizen Kane, you know. And, and and through Citizen Kane maybe got an idea that people like liked movies like I kind of liked movies. Because I did think it was good. I, I didn't feel like it was great. But I liked, I liked having that knowledge to be in the conversation of movies made for the sake of art, not just for the sake of entertainment. Um, movies today that I like, uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't like a lot. It's like music today. I don't like a lot. Uh, yeah, there's a few people that make, what is it? There's um, that guy that made The Lighthouse. And didn't he also do The Witch? I like those ones. I like that guy that did Hereditary. Uh, 
I think he did a Midsummer. Man, I love that Midsummer. And if you guys don't know these movies, just look them up. I don't. No, I mean, who wants? You don't want to listen to me give you book re- or, you know, movie reviews. Um, and I don't know the names of these people making them either. Sorry. I understand one of them's coming out with a new movie soon. And I am excited. And he's, so, like, sometimes, you know, a, movie, a filmmaker will come out. I really liked M. Night Shyamalan or Shyamalan, Shyamalan, Ding Dong when he came out with the, with the uh, Broken or was it Unbroken? And before that was Sixth Sense. And then it felt like everything he did after that was kind of crap. But, uh, man, I liked those movies. They had an artistic feel to them, you know. And they had that little switch. In, whoa. That, that, you know, like, oh, he's dead. Oh, he sees dead people. Oh, I get it. You know, that was that was, that was good. And I was into him for a minute. But um, sometimes they do this. Directors just... Yeah, where sometimes they do it. Sometimes I I give a fuck more what directors do or what movies coming up because of director because who's involved with it. Generally, not the is, executive producers or the producers. You know, what I mean, the, the, from the people who brought you, that means the producer. You know, if they say from the director that brought you, uh, Guillermo del Toro, I think does great movies. Didn't didn't he do? I mean, Shape of Water, I didn't care for as much as others that he's done. Um, didn't didn't he do that mama one too it was so awesome uh, I like it because I, I didn't realize I would like it that they would use lead like female leads especially child female leads because they make you feel more helpless I kind of like that with like so Pan's Labyrinth Man, I was in love with that for a while. After that guy's got his face smashed in with a wine bottle, I was like, all right. That was like my Braveheart, that moment when you're watching Braveheart and the girl gets her neck slit and you're like, oh, I thought he was coming over to heal to save her. <laughs> you know, now I'm watching this, you know. Or like in Game of Thrones when, what was his name, it was Ned, right? Or was Ted or the Stark. When the first Stark died, you were like, oh, my God, I can't believe they killed off such a well-rounded character. You know what I mean? Like, they took all that time to invest into him, and then they just killed him off. Like, fuck you guys, by the way. Uh, love that. And I, I, so, movies are uh, important to me. You know, I don't do a lot of movie tattoos, though. Maybe that's surprising, maybe it's not. I like realism, and I like doing movies. I just, for some reason, I don't talk people into them. I feel like I like doing things that are more personal for people, so unless they are a great audiophile, and I just had, or audio, uh, cineophile i haven't ran into so many people who like myself love you know movies or certainly i guess it's because i only love stupid movies i don't really love things that are oftentimes loved you know uh i used to have the favorite movie was brazil man i thought that movie was great and i still like terry gillum um but as a director but uh you know terry gillum used to be the cartoonist for monty pythons all that paper cutout stuff uh the guy that did 12 monkeys and uh baron vars mushichishin or something right time bandits i think he, he was involved with uh, and one of my favorites probably still robin williams certainly one of my favorites robin williams was in was uh the fisher king the fisher king with uh with the dude <laughs> jeff bridges in it and robin williams great movie by Terry Gillum. 
I don't know if he wrote it. He directed it. I feel like when you write the movie, yeah, of course, that means a lot, and, and you can follow that, but when it when the translation to you could have a great script or even a great not necessarily a great script but a great book or a great story and then you give that to the wrong screenplay and the wrong director and that's a shit show <laughs> you know what i mean just completely shit on your movie possibly like judge dread i don't know if you've watched that movie i didn't i didn't watch isn't didn't they make a second remake too that i heard it was better but i didn't because I still love Judge Dredd from the Anthrax days. Uh, and a, a tie-in that not many people know between Anthrax and David Lynch, director David Lynch, the broadest Twin Peaks, Fire Walk With Me, and so many other ones. That, the, the movies that are hard to understand, Eraserhead, which I watched, but I don't even pretend to understand it. I'm not... Because I, <laughs> I don't even want to, I guess. At the point when I'm talking with with uh, people who like film and then they start talking about Eraserhead and they start sucking David Lynch's dick like that. I'm just like, I'm sorry, man. A lot of that shit was just made to be stupid. I feel like uh, I feel like David Letterman felt about David Lynch. Like, he's just doing it to be weird, right? Like, he's just... Like, that's why he's doing it. Like, for no other reason. And he's not just doing it just to be weird. He's, like, being like, is that weird? Okay, now let's turn up the weird. Maybe to make people uncomfortable or something. Didn't care for a race. I did like Twin Peaks. I liked Fire Walk with me, especially, and the series. Uh, the Mulholland Drive and stuff like that, uh, I barely even remember them. I remember that they were weird. I didn't hate them. But I did like, was it Black Velvet? I think that was the name of it. A candy-colored clown they call the Sandman tiptoes through my room every night just to sprinkle some stardust and to whisper go to sleep everything's gonna be all right uh dean stockton was in that and he sang that song to dennis hopper who kept huffing gas like nitrous i'm guessing that he had in his pocket he used to keep the nitrous with him that was a weird ass flick and it was good and the tie-in with anthrax is uh if if you watch that movie you'll remember one line now it's dark but i can't see don't you fucking look at me now it's dark i can't see don't you fucking look at me because i am one well-dressed man so the well-dressed man in that movie that was his name because they didn't have a name for him when he was going over the stuff with like the fbi or the cia or whoever the the detectives so they called him the well-dressed man and he would huff that gas and be like now it's dark i can't see or something right like that was just weird and then he'd start doing some weird stuff uh, that was a weird-ass movie. But anyways, to me, how awesome it was to like a band like Anthrax, to love that song, but never have watched that movie, and then start getting into movies, and then seeing that some of my heroes also liked some of the stupid things that I like. Is that? I thought that was cool. I guess you guys don't think it's cool. Oh, wait, there's no applause. There's no feedback on my phone. I forget that. <laughs> Which is what I'm recording this on to. Um... Art is cool. I like art that changes things, changes your viewpoint. And uh, it's hard to do with tattoos, except to, for me, at least, I feel it's hard to do with tattoos. You can do it, but I, I feel it's best to start a good conversation for that person to have because a person will be able to make those changes in somebody better. 
with a if if I was people have asked I said I was like a theater kid I'm not I shouldn't say that cause theater kid implies that I was on stage or something I guess um, and I was actually and I loved it I did fucking love it but when I was growing up I was a little heavy metal stoner kid right it made it safe I didn't know what the world was supposed to be and uh, I knew that I couldn't be what other people were that made it safe like to to blend in and to not be uh crazy to to escape the banalities of life or whatever um i couldn't be the preppy i couldn't be buying the shoes i couldn't be dressed well <laughs> that was not gonna that wasn't in it for me going to the mall was not a thing that i was going to be able to do so the easier thing to do was to be into a, a style and uh of of like heavy metal is that me? I think that's why. I mean, I, and also, Heavy Metal is awesome. Uh, at the same time as I say that, though, I don't listen to it too much anymore. Um, I listen to a lot more Stevie Wonder than I listen to Heavy Metal nowadays. But there was a time when it felt like the only thing, like, if you didn't like, like, if you told me Stevie Wonder was cool back in there, I'd be like, <laughs> you know. It was under my breath. He's like, okay, this guy, I don't know what music is. Good music can't be understood. <laughs> it hits you like a fucking fistful of nails. Pow! That's what it was. I loved Anthrax. Um, Ozzy Osbourne. Uh, Molly Crew kind of got me into it. There was a time when I was younger, I was only allowed to listen to Christian music. And we were allowed to listen to Christian rock. Uh, which, I mean, come on, Christian rock. It was like, res band resurrection band and striper and uh these things weren't weren't heavy and i think i got a motley crew album and then an ozzy osbourne blizzard oz album because they were it was after they had already come out a long time ago so like they were finally cheap enough for me to buy and i got those albums and they were awesome fucking awesome that was where i was going right and then i started getting this idea that i heard about king diamond and sometimes it's funny to me how it was actually the fashion of the th that would drive me like i would see a dude that i was like oh, i want to be cool like him look how long his hair is and he'd be wearing some kind of like you know jean jacket with the thing sewn on the back while sewn on the back says king diamond so i immediately like king diamond which, honestly, King Diamond isn't that good. I mean, he's not bad, right, I guess. But he, it, the irony, he was more about theatrics, which, I, uh, you know, I didn't I didn't know he was creating, like, a heavy metal rock opera with his performances. Um, I just saw an awesome-looking back uh, piece on somebody's jean jacket and thought, that that's awesome, that's cool, because of the style. Which, I, I mean, I think we all still do, like, of anything, like, it makes it easier to like things if you, if it's, you know, if it attracts you, you know, like shiny objects and for fucking birds and shit. But uh, heavy metal eventually, uh, a lot of people that listen to heavy metal like Pink Floyd, at least around my area. So it wasn't crazy to have an Iron Maiden album and a Pink Floyd album. And I heard a couple of Pink Floyd songs and I kind of really liked them because I'd been missing melody, I think. You know, I had that, there was no soft lullabies, um, and I had no, no, like, hmm, no volume down, no, everything was just up, 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 you know, after, after my dad passed, everything kind of just, rah, had to be an angry scream, and when I found that I could, like, uh, Pink Floyd, because people with long hair still like Pink Floyd, so I could, like, 
Pink Floyd. Um, it That kind of helped me transition to other things because it was soft. And eventually when I got to the age where I could really just evaluate my likes in music aside from what my friends liked and what other people liked, I realized I, I liked, you know, this kind of melody and I found Bob Marley somehow. I forget how I found it. But then that opened up the doors to everything. After Bob Marley, he did Whiskey River, and uh, that led me to getting uh, Willie Nelson uh, with Whiskey River. And I thought back, I always liked that You Were Always On My Mind uh, song uh, that would be on the commercials uh, for selling you songs, you know. And and so, I it, I don't know, eventually I, I, I come to this place now where I try to, like, be open to anything, but new stuff is really hard for me to be open to maybe because they're pushing probably because they're pushing the envelope but a lot of it too just seems it, i shouldn't say because they're pushing it. no that ain't when i like it unless they're pushing the envelope back and getting back inside of it because a lot of this new stuff is just all this tested uh cream I mean, we know how to make interest in money and so that certain stuff we look for and it rises to the top and then here's your fucking here's your new fucking music you know uh, so i kind of like to go back to the the basics of it uh with stuff like uh, stevie wonder ray charles um james brown fuck i love that stuff uh what i listen to <laughs> you know i like highly suspect now uh as well um i'm trying to say some of the breadth i guess of music that i like and listen to and some of that is uh I don't know if you've heard a band, The Goddamn Gallows. If I jog, I like to listen to The Goddamn Gallows. When I'm tattooing, I like to listen to Go Go Bordello or, you know, Stevie Wonder, a bunch of the old uh, Motown type stuff. Or Go Go Bordello, though. It's like two different kind of moods for me, it seems. I'll go to pick it up and the phone and try and pick, what do I feel like listening? And eventually, you know, it's either going to be those two usually while tattooing. Like, um, Gogol Bordello, the Gypsy Punks, uh, you got it kind of like accordion. Here's what I think I like, actually. I like wedding music. I like wedding music. Stevie Wonder does a lot of wedding music. I like it. I like a lot of country songs that make good wedding music. Is that true? Not really. No. <laughs> Does that stuff make good wedding music? I don't think so. Not the stuff I like. Uh, and then um, I like celebration type music. Celebrate good time. Come on. So all that kind of, it makes me feel happy and forget you know, that I'm going to die alone for a couple of minutes. I like that. I like forgetting about death. For a minute, even though I was constantly trying to remind everybody else, some kind of asshole there. However, um, art developed. I like. I I think I fell into tattoos. Like it's this is right for me to do because I don't have the desire to do to draw. I do have a skill, but I don't have a desire to really draw. I, I don't get it. I, I don't usually end up doing a painting until some kind of Something strikes me, you know. My latest painting is inspired by a friend of mine's tongue splittings. And uh, he splits tongues, in my opinion, as good as anybody in the world. Man, and they last. I've had friends that got their tongue split and they grows back almost. But uh, 
there's man this guy and he so i, I wanted to make him he he, he bought me a, a i like icp i know i know it's a problem uh but <laughs> so he bought me some coffee mugs of icp back in the day and uh so i was like i kind of want to get him a gift but a better gift for an artist to give is of course something that i can create so a small little painting i did started of oil of one of his tongue splittings it was like oddly sexual and it's also it's like in the process of the tongue splitting or after he does he cleans it up he sews the sutures it up and then he takes a picture and this one was slightly sexual and still that kind of horrific kind of like oh my god it's this tongue split so i like that i had a little lipstick to it so you know it was, i'm sure he doesn't have lipstick on the girls when they're getting the process done um so it has to strike me though that's why tattoos I think are awesome for me because people come in with the idea they're like hey let's uh let's do this you you do this and then you know through the process we figure out what's what's good what's not for for me that's awesome because I I don't come up with the ideas man I'm just not I don't care like like you can give me your theme and stuff and then together we'll work it out you know what I mean I think I've already said that or stated that enough. Oh, I might be getting near the end. Candy said talk long. And I, 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 I had an idea a second ago. I was like, I wanted to talk about something. But um, People asked how I got into art and the kind of art. People have asked. It seems like you guys kind of want to know the kid more than you, you give a fuck about um, like an Ink Master. So if you guys want to hear more Ink Master stuff, feel free to please, please let me know exactly what that is. Because uh, I, I really like being able to put that up because, man, Netflix is insane. There was a certain level of fame that you got from um, being on Spike TV, but it wasn't like network fame. N Netflix is like a network, I feel. Like, it, you f the, the, the popularity has changed. Like, I go to the store in a mask and people recognize me, you know? And that's... Uh, that's weird, kind of. <laughs> I really thought I liked the masks because uh, it gave me a bit of anonymity. You know, I, sometimes at the shows, when, when it was really, really popular and hard to go to the bathrooms, I like lucha masks. So I would keep some lucha masks with me at the conventions. And then I'd be that guy running through the thing with the lucha libre mask on. And it feels 100 It's so cool because you're incognito. Even your friends don't know you, you know. It, it feels uh, I like that. Like, I'm invisible. Like you're inside of a fucking uh, a horror crux uh, cloak. A cloak that's of invisibility or something. Hmm? Uh, I was trying to bring it back around. Because I kind of started with, with a, you know, the hairy pothead. Uh, but yeah, I got the COVID. As you can see, it's not treating me so bad. As a matter of fact, I'm going to go out and finish remodeling my living room. Finish. And continue remodeling my living room right now. Um so it's not so bad for me i think that's because of the vaccine i don't know i have no idea how it would have been for me one way or the other i what i'll probably talk about this again i'm going to say it now though because it's it's always kind of on my mind i i not mad at you whatever your fears are that keep you from getting a vaccine or whatever your fears are that make you get a vaccine i, I you know i'm really trying as i get older not to be mad at people 
for you know the way they see their fears uh, or the way they choose to address them because um, I think everything in life is is fear like you know why do you eat you're scared of starving you know what I mean like at least I can bring it to that motive for almost anything why you fall in love Kyle oh well you're scared of dying alone even though we all die alone <laughs> uh, but why why do anything generally because of a fear why get tattooed with fear of not knowing who you are fear of not experiencing it fear of not being a part of society fear of not being part of a club of a fraternity of people who have gotten tattooed fear of of not being accepted fear of not having compliments you know i mean it could go on forever and ever and all these may you we could argue them but i believe it's easy to start there so fears i think so like i got the the covid because of my or the COVID vaccine, because of my fears, uh, not for the fear of myself necessarily at all, actually. Because I, I mean, the COVID came up. I'm a healthy ass motherfucker. <laughs> I do okay. All right. Uh, I mean, I'm no, I'm no uh, uh, vegan, you know. But I eat a lot of vegetables. I'm no. Um, I still eat probably too much meat. Uh, but I'm a healthy, I work out, I worry about my gut health. I, uh, I worry, <laughs> I work out, you know, I just watch that stuff. I always have. And so I think I was going to be able to take on the COVID with or without the vaccine. I don't know if I would have done this well, because I didn't even know I had it. I, my son had a, had a cough. He didn't get the booster shot. I did. Um, I got the third one. They call it a boot. I don't know. Whatever it is. I don't even want to understand it. You know what I mean? I just want to say, hey, these smart motherfuckers said take it. And then a lot of these other smart motherfuckers saying don't take it. And I, I, I haven't I haven't had a will to to vote <laughs> uh, for one way or the other. Uh, it hasn't changed. If anything, I think I've gotten more in the middle. Like, I haven't gone extreme left. I don't know if that's what people are scared of. Is like, it's going to make me a liberal. Uh, I don't know, that's gonna happen. Uh, I've been hating them. Like, like I, I feel like sometimes when you don't, when you don't accept even something, or you can't accept anything coming from that, then you almost push yourself out of the conversation. You know, I, and that's kind of so. Honestly, the way I feel, my fear was that people weaker than me, people that I love that are weaker than me, probably moreover, uh, might be hurt by this COVID. And so I'm willing to do things that might sacrifice my own health for the betterment of those people. And then I also kind of saw that as a patriotic thing, you know, is like, well, I mean, as as a patriot, I care for the you know well-being of other Americans. Um, and just as a world, <laughs> like a, a patriot to the world, like, right, like I care about people's well-being. I feel good about that. Now, if I'm doing the right thing, that could be argued. I don't know. None of us do, though, right? I mean, like, if we accept that that I don't know if what I'm doing is right, then none of us. Come on. you got to be a smarter person than we are. You know, <laughs> if you're smart as you are to know whether or not this is good or not, have the, the, the future sight like that, the foresight like that, if you're that smart, you're not listening to me right now. You know, 
Come on, let's be honest. You ain't, you know, you're listening to some doctor or something like that. You're listening to Stephen Hawking talking to a computer. You know, you're doing something different than this. Um, and so I was scared about the vaccine uh, hurting, you know, specifically people in my life that I cared about. And, and it, it did affect a lot of my loved ones in bad, bad ways. And uh, I believe most of them that got, yeah, yeah, all of them that have done bad have been unvaccinated. And I don't know their, their reasons or beliefs on it. You know, this thing might be a microchip. Maybe they're tracking me. I, I ain't doing nothing, to be honest. <laughs> I, I ain't robbing no banks. And maybe they're going to put me in a, in a fucking thing and this is the slippery slope and blah, blah, blah. Well, I've, honestly, the problem is I've been hearing all these slippery slopes for so long and I haven't seen them. I mean, they've been about to take my guns away since uh, before I couldn't have any. I can't have guns. I'm a felon. So, uh, which I should get expunged, honestly. But it's been a long time. But at the same time... Um, I don't know that I'm a good person with guns. And so I'm this weird kind of, it seems like I'd be liberal a lot of times, but I'm really disappointed in the direction of, of uh, the Democratic Party, I guess, who are kind of the liberals. And I, I want to, but, you know, if, you, if you're too, if you're too right side, you, it's too hard to actually have a valid criticism of the left that isn't based off of, you know, your own aversion to it. Do you follow me? Like, so I want to live somewhere in the middle anyways. You know, I think it's better. I, I know that if I believe all in, in almost any subject, the, the left or the right, then I'll be missing out on the fact that this isn't a left or right and it's actually more spherical and it's somewhere maybe uh, close, to, uh, concentric from the from the center. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's, there's this is the left and right gives us this linear thinking that I don't find healthy. It's not th that's not the way we are. We're humans. You know, there's not Democrats and Republicans. And the, there is though, unfortunately. And the more there is, the more problems I believe we're going to have. That's where the real division gets. That that. Those uh, that there's money inside there that doesn't want to allow you to imagine any differently than that linear plane, because when you're linear like that, they can put you on a fucking graph and they can chart you and they can make their money or they can control that. That's that's my fear of control, and I see it every day. Why when people don't listen to commercials? I don't know. That's stupid, but they are mind fucking you. Heads up, like into whatever whether it's fucking Rachel Maddow oh man I didn't want to get this political with it or whether it's fucking Sean Hannity or fucking Tucker Carlson uh, whether it's Keith Olbermann or uh, you know Bill O'Reilly they're they're trying to put you on a linear thinking you can hear it no I mean there's true journalism out there still but it doesn't get it's not rewarded the same. You follow me? Because we don't. It's here's everybody complains about the media, and the funny is shit to me that we don't we we miss the part. So like, the media is us. Listen, you start telling me a story, okay, about the best, coolest shit. You know, let's say about religion or something. You know, about how God's touched your life. Cool, that's great. You know, 
And at the same time, somebody else starts talking. <laughs> Should I do it? Yeah, you know what? That's what I'll say. And at the same time, somebody else is talking about the, how they kick-fucked a girl with cerebral palsy. And you're like, what the fuck? I mean, was she into it? Like, see, exactly. You're already more interested in that. That's us. We go towards the bad, right? There's two wolves. No, there's not. That's linear, Kyle. There's a bunch of fucking wolves, and they're all fighting, right? And uh, the one that wins is the one that gets fed. So that's inside of you. That's inside of society. That's inside of everything. The one that wins is the one that eats, right? They're all fighting, probably fighting over that food. So what we reward it survives. That's why we hate the media, because the media became that ugly wolf. But at the same time, even as we hate that media, we're fucking still paying into one side, some part of it, the most basest side of it generally the if you hate the media it starts inside of yourself you know it's looking at that man in the mirror and making a change first off don't go there you find any anger or hate on the things that you're doing don't uh don't be doing that why why are you trying to raise your cortisol and i'm not saying that you should be uninformed uh but i am saying that if you're if you're having that much anger and hatred, then maybe you're being misinformed. Hatred is one of the best ways to control people. So it's, it's like we think about the vaccine. I'm, I'm waiting until they fucking can. Maybe they're going to flip the switch. I'm on a Manchurian candidate and start taking out politicians or something. Or uh, vice versa. Maybe I'm just going to get in line and accept everything because of it. Uh, I've heard different things that are supposed to happen to my brain because of the vaccine. But I, I feel like that's... I I haven't seen it, you know, and what I have seen is a mind control that's put out there by things that make sense that want to control your mind because they make money off of your mind control. Like just direct money. Like why go about all these hard ways to get money from you when they can get direct, uh, which, which I don't doubt that they're going about those long-term ways of getting money from people. I've seen uh, both sides of the political spectrum in America kind of do that, where they, uh, you know, they go after their constituencies' money. Like, I, welfare ain't helping people get off welfare so much. Um, and, and that seems to be what the left seems to, to work with but the, that does help out possibly, uh, man, it's so crazy. When I, I don't even want to think about it already. <laughs> right, I don't even want to think about it. I'm not the guy, right? Like, I'm an artist. <laughs> Getting involved in political conversations are sometimes above my pay grade. And I just got to stand back and admit that. And I don't want to get down into it. Because it sounds like it's just going to get me all fucked, right? I get angry at politicians, and possibly rightfully so. I've watched them set up uh, corporations to do better, and, and, and some groups to do better than others throughout my life. And I haven't felt myself being inside of that group so much as I would maybe like. I bet I would complain a lot less about how some laws are, are benefiting groups if I was in that group. Um, but I've so rarely been in that group. And at one point, too, from my own choices. 
you know, you get your throat tattooed, you're kicking yourself out of some of these groups. <laughs> you know, they don't just welcome you in. Uh, so, I get it, but fuck them groups, too. I'm trying to be a Kyle. You know? I'm trying to be a me, actually. I'm not trying to be everybody else. Everybody that knows how they feel is probably fucking wrong. <laughs> you know? Like, uh, we, we have to be able to accept that we might we might be the one that has it wrong. Or we're definitely going to have it wrong. Certainly from somebody's standpoint. Whatever. Now, now you're talking stupid, Kyle. I appreciate you guys listening this long. I almost got an hour of <laughs> just stupid, stupid. Um, thanks for asking me about uh, art. I'm going to try and give more direction to some of these. And um, I've got some plans. Uh, I don't know. It, I, I've got some plans to talk more about this vaccine and politics, actually, I guess. If it is politics. Is that right? So, prepared to be pissed off at me. I apologize. But as you get to know me, one thing you'll find out is that uh, you probably don't want to. <laughs> so, if if you're, if like, it, it, it's both ways. Like, uh, my son, my son is, is a bisexual. And so, I... I get chastised on misusing pronouns and uh, tranny is not is a derogatory term. Um, <laughs> I didn't know that. I swear I just didn't. I'm just ignorant. Okay, it takes some time to know this shit. So uh, uh, that's where I'm at with it. Uh, I um <laughs> uh, I, it, I, I I don't feel like super conservative but i do get chastised for maybe not being liberal enough inside of my own house is that i don't even know if those are liberal i do know that it seems like conservatives don't like don't like to imagine anybody should be anything that they're not like that they are perfect and this is the way we should i am the template that all should work towards I understand if you don't achieve it, but if you're not even trying to work towards it, what the fuck are you doing? I will make laws against that. And it, it seems um, I don't have as good a basis, I guess, on what the liberals are trying. The liberals are always trying to force me, though, into feeling like I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> like everything I've done up till now has been fucking something. And probably, okay? But I watch you, too. You're fucking shit up. Like, Dave Chappelle's got it right in this one, okay? Like, you guys don't, didn't hear the whole fucking thing. Uh, I'm not mad at Dave about it. And J.K. Rowling, I've actually defended. I'm waiting for the one. Everybody tells me she's transphobic. And I'm like, I haven't heard that yet. But I would understand why she might be becoming angered at the trans community on the Twitter where she's engaging with them. Because, fuck, they're, everybody, because there's so much animosity and they're just jumping on, oh, well, if you say this, then you say this. It's the same thing that happens in these fucking news things. These They call them news. It's in these entertainment channels that we watch. They, they, they fucking, they tell you what to think. They, they, and they say, they, they follow lines of logic that aren't necessarily true. But they follow them easily there because they imagine the world in this linear straight line this side or that side kind of a thought that doesn't even exist and so when they try and force reality into those straight lines then they start to force your thinking too 
you know, and, and they get to, so that means if X, A, B, and C, then that means X. No, no, <laughs> that, that could be so many different other variables. We're not, you know, you're not putting everything on the table here. You're just imagining the one that fits your political narrative, and then you're going with that one. It could mean that, and it, the problem is, actually, that it, it that's the most likely. <laughs> However, unless we accept that there could be others, then we're just accepting somebody else's opinion. Who is showing an interest in controlling our, our dollars, how they're spent. If you go to a news channel, that's what I'm saying. You go to, and we're gonna, I'm going to talk about this again. We're at the end of it. You probably already stopped listening, so I'm going to end up doing another one of these. I already know it because I'm so pissed at the news and the way people don't see how it works. When you turn into a news organization nowadays, it's generally a 24-hour one. Or it's affiliated in some fashion with somebody who is running news 24 hours. That does that means right there, in my opinion, when they have a commercial on during any of those news programs, that there is a control over you as the consumer. An amount of it, right? Like, for instance, one control is just like if I'm an advertiser and you run stories that I don't like, well, I'm not going to advertise with you, Right? Like if you ran a story about how I'm giving people lead-based paint in their in their children's toys, and I can't sell toys because you're doing this story, fuck you, bro. You know I'm going to go to a different station, and I'm t I'm taking an extreme example that isn't even illegal, but you following me, right? So like, think about Pepsi. That's what I'll say. You're you're going to hear this too many times. I'm sorry, but think about Pepsi. Pepsi. They advertise Pepsi, uh, it, that's the head corporation, right? But they also make Mountain Dew. They advertise Pepsi with reminiscence and nostalgia. So it goes out to certain news organizations in an amount. You know what I mean? Like there is somewhere, somebody that is being like, let's spend this much here. You know? And they are studying this shit. That's their job, is to study market and demographics. Um, they're and trying to corner their market share. All these words that aren't part of our normal life. That's their job for this product for Pepsi. And then they got Mountain Dew. The same, and they got another group of people doing that for Mountain Dew. And to me, it strikes me that a lot of one is where they imagine the kids, and a lot of one is the other is where they imagine more of the adults. So like reminiscence and nostalgia is better to sell Pepsi. But young daring do devilers that love the caffeine, the chocked full of caffeine, well, the best way to sell them is on some place that gets a younger demographic. It, but they're going, the, the monies are going to the same head. So one might be advertising higher on MSNBC or CNN or something, and the other more on Fox or AON or something like that. But it's still, the money's going, they, which means also, in my opinion, that the, the MSNBC, they know who their advertisers are. Fox News knows who their advertisers are. They know that they have to run stories that make their advertisers happy. And then there's this one thing just with psychology. Now, again, these people that work for corporations, they're better psychologists than I am. But I could tell that when I ask my child three questions that he answers with a yes, hey, do you like your grandma? Fuck yeah. Grandma gives me ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to go over to your grandma's house? Pretty much answered that question with the last one. 
yeah, love grandma. She gives me ice cream and she makes fun of you. I'm good. Yeah, I want to go to her grandma's house. Right on. Do you mind cleaning up your room? I didn't even say it was dependent on this, but he's like, yeah. He said yes, he said yes, and he says yes. It's easier when you're already in a mood of saying yes, especially when things are the way you already assume them to be. Now, I ask the same kid. I'm like, hey, you want to go to your Uncle Bad Touch? you like your Uncle Uncle Bad Touch? <laughs> no. You want to go over to Uncle Bad Touch's house? Fuck no. <laughs> he touches me bad. You mind cleaning your room? No. <laughs> no, I don't want to clean my room. The line just follows. So if that's an advertiser recognizes that same thing, which we know that they're smarter than me, then so they do. Well, now they have to make their news fit inside of the parameter that actually doesn't challenge me too much. That challenges me the least to imagine my world as different than it was the day before. Does that make any sense? That's, that's where I get frustrated. My own aunt, this woman I love and have loved forever she's taught me a lot throughout my life um uh, I, she's a, she, you know she always lived out in the farm and so that's where we got our like farm culture you know it's the first time i ever seen chopping a head off a chicken tipping it upside down so it didn't run away you put it in a bucket five gallon bucket upside down his legs keep kicking and it bleeds out a little bit <laughs> you know you already started i we that was their farm life you know and eating the chicken okay I, some somebody's going to be mad at me for not being vegetarian enough. We ate that damn chicken. I think there's something much more wholesome about killing the thing that you are going to eat yourself and raising that thing too. And it's not wholesome, I get it, but it's more wholesome than the alternative of an industry of doing the killing for me because it's dirty and I don't like it. You should at least get your hands dirty, right? Now, at the same time, I don't get my hands dirty. <laughs> and I do eat meat. I should be a better person. I, don't, I know I'm sick. <clears throat> I need help. But my aunt, uh, in a conversation at one point, she turned to me and she said, when we were talking, I was surprised by January 6th, actually. When that happened, I was really surprised. Um, I kind of was more surprised by several aspects of it because I was like, I see that we were headed there and I uh, didn't feel like enough stuff was done to stop it. And then we were there and now I feel like people are trying to act like it needs to fit into their political narrative somehow. No matter what it was good or bad, it was fucking freaky, yo. But, so she stops me and she says, you know what I like? Hmm? She says, I like the A-O-N. No, no. Uh, epic times. Epoch times? Epic times? I like that epoch times. That's what she said. The Chinese Mulan gone. Is it Mulan gone? Is that, am I pronouncing that right? Chinese-owned Christian publication. Uh, that also brings us when you go to eat at the sushi joint. And you see the girl, Xu Yen. And she's dancing. And then they got this, they've existed for some time trying to instill the idea that Christian values and Christian traditions are already naturally part of uh, Chinese life and have been for a millennia. Although they uh, are not, but they've been trying to work that back into the, the past. Um, you know, it, it probably to, it, to further a Christ agenda, which I'm, God bless them. You know, Christ had a good agenda. I'm not going to be mad at you necessarily for trying to see that to its end. The Epoch Times, I do have a little bit of problems with the reporting that I've read before. Um, but I have problems with so much reporting, right? 
Because everybody's slamming clap back. <laughs> All this, and it's just obviously clickbait type shit that you're trying to get me. You're getting my attention. You know, if it bleeds, it leads. It's the same things that already apply. Like, we need to make the change to ourselves to change our media. We need to stop going, I hate the way the media does this or that. Fucking, Well, quit clicking on it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it needs to be, and, and maybe more people need to talk about it. To say, hey, I actually decided to stop clicking on anything that said slam. A few key words I've developed. Clapback, slam. I don't know, there's others. <laughs> but you already know where I'm going with it. If it says these things, I don't necessarily need to read it. I might read the headline. I got enough, I almost guarantee you, from that, right? Somebody said this, somebody said that. Two people are talking. I'm getting involved in the middle. Ooh, how do I feel about it? And I'll talk about it at the water cooler. And somebody else, meanwhile, is selling me an ad in between all of it that I didn't even fucking pay attention to. It went right straight into my subconscious, past my free prefrontal cortex. And now it's, it's branded image. It's, it's, it's brand loyalty inside of me now because everything feels right with it. Like, no, that's the problem right there, <laughs> is that your news has been sold as entertainment to you. And entertainment is backing up your worldview so that it purposely does not challenge you, which is not good. You're like you, Your worldview needs to be challenged for you to be right. Otherwise, it's not, you're not being tested in it, you know? So that's the problem with knowing me. I'm going to challenge your worldview. And uh, get prepared. If you're going to continue to listen, then I'm sorry. Then I apologize for everything. But um, I can't talk for too long without talking about ideals that are big. Bigger than, you know, small trivial shit. But right now I need to go do some small trivial shit and remodel my uh, my living room here and fix these blaring gaps in my ceiling where the wind is just flying through. Holy shit, I had no idea how poorly insulated this window was. But it is bad. Alright. Thanks for listening. You made it this far. I feel like you should get something. Actually, if you made it this far into this recording, I will promise you I will postage pay to send you some artwork. All you have to do inside of a certain amount. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe this is actually. Maybe you're gonna. I, I up to a day. Okay, like w you have one month to email me uh, your address and say for the artwork, and I will uh, for the free artwork. And I, trust me, that will <laughs> I will send you some artwork. Send me your address, and I will send you some of my prints that I have. Um, and uh, that's that will prove that you've made it to one hour and ten minutes into listening to me pontificate about absolutely nothing at all. And also, unfortunately, I will know what a loser you are. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. You will share in the kind of loserdom that I know I am <laughs> because you've made it this far, which is no. It might be a. It might be some feat, but it's no accomplishment. However, we are going to reward it. With some badass prints. Some, I got some nice prints. If there's only a couple of you, I'll send you out some of my good ones. I got a couple of... Uh, I'll send you out my Jesus painting, maybe. huh? Oh, shit. Uh, all right. We'll talk to you later.